Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, we're back. Mikey, Anthony here on Off the Rails Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Uh, it's a Sunday. We're going to start getting back to this a little bit more uh, consecutively. I don't know if that's the word I was looking for, but nonetheless, both we got busy schedules. Mikey, what's up, buddy? Consistently was the word you were looking for. And by the way, happy, there you go. Happy New Year. It's fucking January 9th. Enough of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> happy new year thanks for already correcting one of my mistakes enough of that happy horse shit uh well it's our first show in the 2022 year i think i saw something the other day we've officially been a podcast for over a year now yeah that's kind of crazy it's a bit odd but you know thank you anthony though for uh you know exposing one of my deepest sexual fantasies a few weeks ago on twitter with you know me being the king of anime porn i just wanted to get that off my chest because you know why deny it and deny it? You know, it is true. You know, every now and then I do like to watch Mrs. Krabappel get absolutely plowed by Ned Flanders. I, do, I don't mind that at all. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, you exposed my fucking fantasy. What do you mean? Am I serious? All right. I've made a joke. That was funny. Whatever. I'm not going to lie to you. The other day I was talking to somebody and I was like, oh. You ever look at Lois Griffin and think, eh, maybe I'd do her? <laughs> I mean, I'm not into redheads by any means, but sometimes, man, she's looking pretty seductive. Like in that episode where Jesus is at the house and fucking, all of a sudden the tits pop out of the chest and Brian's fucking jaw goes on the floor? That's you. That's you right there. That's fucking Brian in that scene is you. Oh, uh, yeah, I love that. Dude, so, got to tell you, sound like shit. Went home for Christmas, surprised the family. Luckily, got to see you. Uh, and then I was hit. Your boy was, was a solid in COVID. Night. I was, oh, it was a great night. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I was in COVID protocols. I got it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I have never watched more Family Guy in my life. Oh, you didn't those- die, did you? Oh, that's a shame. No, I didn't die, Mikey. I made it. Barely, but I made it. But 10 days of Family Guy, man. I've never laughed so much. That show... I, I don't know, maybe because I'm, like, older than when I used to watch in high school. Like, the shit they joke about, like, they just don't care, and it's just so funny. I mean, they don't care, but they could get away with a lot more in the earlier seasons, obviously. Right. But, yeah. I mean, it's just, I love that, like, they don't give a shit. Obviously, people are going to bitch and be so sensitive these days about everything. When it's like, you know what? Stop the cancel culture. Let's joke around. Let's have some fun. Like, let, this world is too sensitive and too serious. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. So, how was your Christmas, Mikey? Let's kind of recap a little bit here. And it was good to me. Good. What'd you get? Anything good? I'm, a fucking Mrs. Krabappel blow-up doll. <laughs> Is that how you say her last name? Mrs. Krabappel? Isn't that her name? The Simpsons character, right? Yeah, the teacher. Well, I always thought it was Crabapple. No, well, I mean... It, that's how you, that's how you pronounce it, Krabappel. Oh well, mate, you're the, probably right, not me. But how was Christmas? You see some family. What else do you have? The New Year's. Yeah, New Year's was a lot of fun. Had a lot of fireworks. You know, <laughs> I saw that. We were in Maine. I was in Maine. Yeah, I was. I was at good old Crystal Lake. What the hell were you doing up in Maine? Uh, a buddy of mine just recently has a cottage up there. So, oh, that's sick. Yeah, I was gonna tell you. Like, obviously, I couldn't do shit, but out here. You know, North Dakota, they have fireworks illegal, like that two nights or something like that. You didn't like buy them? What the fuck's wrong with you? Dude, I couldn't go out. I was fucked up. I'm not... COVID... COVID just made me sound sick. like shit. It you didn't really hit... Sick? What? You actually got sick from it? Yeah. I'll get into that later. But, yeah, I was just staying in, man. It was minus, like, 25. But you heard the fireworks going off all night. It was pretty sick. Um, But, yeah, dude, like, Christmas was fun. I got to come home. So, all right, here's the deal. My girlfriend and I, we made the plan together that, because we were both out here for Thanksgiving, and it's, like, it was nice. You know, I had a couple friends over, uh, had a good uh, good meal, and we were like, you know, we miss our family. If prices for airlines fall below a certain price, we'll surprise our family for Christmas. Well, I think it was, like, Cyber Monday. It happened. She called me. She's like, hey, it happened. I said, book the plane tickets. Uh, we'll figure out everything else. So the only one that knew that we were coming home was my sister because I needed a ride home from the airport. So we get home. So we get to the airport here in Fargo uh, at like 4.30 in the morning. So we get all the way 
so she's checking one of her bags. We get all the way there. She goes, I left my ID in my car. So here we go. Minus. You're already taking a minus on that one. I have to run all the way out, get her fucking wallet, and come all the way back into the airport. Luckily, the Fargo airport is, like, so small, nobody goes there. So she checks one bag. So now we go through security. That takes about three minutes. So you go through security. We get to the gate, and we're sitting there, and the guy's like, hey, you know, this plane's overbooked, all that bullshit. If you have a bag you want to check, you can do it for free. So what pops in my mind, if it's free, it's for me. Let's do it that way. Because we only had a half-hour layover because you have to go from Fargo to Minnesota, then to Boston. So I said, you know what? We'll get rid of the bags. One less thing we got to worry about. Already a tight layover. Check our bags. That's good. We get on the bird. Thing was supposed to back out at 530. It doesn't back out till 540. So now I'm like, okay. Now I'm down to a 20-minute layover. Then this guy comes on. Hey, we got to de-ice this thing. So there's another 15 minutes. Finally, they take off. And it's only like about a 30, 35-minute flight to Minnesota. And so I'm on the in the middle of my row. She's on the end of her row on the left because we couldn't get seats directly together. Thing lands in Minnesota, and she she was smart. She leans over and goes, hey, they're going to start boarding our plane any minute. So the guy heard that next to me. He goes, cut in front of me. You guys go. Well, they didn't open the door for like five fucking minutes. So finally they opened the door, and me and Kaylee, we only had backpacks at the time because, again, we checked our bags. We grabbed our backpacks. We fucking cut off. I think we were row 11. I think we cut off at least six rows of people. Like, we didn't care. No All shit. we cared about was getting on that flight to Boston. Mikey, we ran through the Minnesota airport. And you know how I get when I'm pissed off and I have no use for anything. I'm cursing Minnesota. I'm cursing Fargo. <clears throat> I was so mad. We get to the gate. As they're boarding, like, the final. For, so, we fly Delta. And it's cabin one, cabin two, cabin three. We get on the plane. We're in cabin two as the boarding cabin three. <laughs> yes. So now I'm pissed. But we get on the plane. I don't care. It, we're good. We made it to Boston. <clears throat> so we land in Boston. Great. My sister, we had a plan. She was going to stash my gifts. And, you know, because my mom was going to mail my Christmas gifts out here to me. So I'd have them for Christmas Day. Alyssa gives me the – she goes in the house first with the box of all my gifts because she goes i'll go in first then you follow and we'll get my and dad's reaction so my sister goes in and i just hear my mom what the fuck are you doing with all the christmas gifts why didn't you mail them out so now i'm like okay that's my cue i walk through and you you know my mom she's just very their words she looks at me it takes her a second and then her face lights up and she's like what the fuck are you doing here and i was like oh merry christmas good to see you and my dad was home Turns around, he had a big smile. It was great. And then, you know, you and I, we got to see each other on that night. That was a good night. Uh, <laughs> uh, first off, though, I want to say thank you to you, man. You had, How long of a drive did you have to come out and see where we were? Like 45 minutes. I appreciate that. It's a good fellow right there. Wise guy, you know. <laughs> so, I'm, it was tough because it was a short trip, home for Christmas. I wanted to see everybody. And I was like, oh, I got to tell Mikey. So I appreciate you coming out, man. I, You and I were fucking cracking up so much. And then Kev was kind of getting in on it. And then I I don't drink anymore. You know, you and I have talked about this. I haven't drank in a long fucking time. What? I don't drink anymore. Says the kid who's fucking pounding Bud Lights. But that's the thing. I really don't. But for that night, I'm like, you know what? Everything was a good time. You know, I got to see you, Kyle, Kev. <laughs> Uh, another cab I haven't seen in a while. It was awesome. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to have a good night. And then I just thought it was hilarious. There's you ripping a J. And then I'm just next to you fucking whizzing on some dude's fence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that was just, that was some good shit. Like, I woke up Christmas Eve morning and I, like, I wasn't hungover, but you know, yeah, you just feel sluggish. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, man, I got to sweat this out. So my parents, they got the Peloton treadmill and the bike, and I went on the Peloton for like a the the treadmill for an hour and just sweated everything out, and I was good to go. But no, nah, man, that was awesome. I appreciate you coming out, and uh, still trying to get you to come out here. That's that's the hard part. How it's it's not just easy to go to North Dakota. Yes, it is. You hop on two birds later, you're in my living room. Oh, jeez, that's the, that's 
That sounded, I don't know. I took that a bit odd for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. So, all right. So I got, I got two I'm more stories. Two birds and then a few hours later, you're in my living room. I don't know. That's what you call a plane, isn't it? Face, face, face down into the pillow. <laughs> Let's not reminisce the college days. Um, <laughs> so, dude. So, all right. Before the Christmas break, it was like a week before, I'm on Twitter, and I see this video. I don't know if you saw it. I retweeted it on our account. It was of Dylan Larkin of the Red Wings. He's in warm-ups, buzzing around, no bucket, and he crashes into the boards after shooting the puck in the net, and when he does, he knocks over a guy's beer. Because, you know, you go on the, you sit at the glass, you put your beer on the dasher. So he comes over. The video cuts to him coming over, Dylan Larkin, to the trainer of the Red Wings, says, hey, I need a 20. And the guy's like, why? And he goes, I spilled that guy's beer. I feel really bad. So then the video cuts to the trainer going over, and he's giving him the, the guy, the fan, the $20, said, hey, you know, Dylan feels really bad. Next beer's on him. So he goes, oh, that's awesome. So now I start thinking a couple years ago, I think it was 20, yeah, it was 2017. <laughs> Philadelphia's in Boston. It's a Saturday afternoon. I go to the game with Kyle. You know, he's a Flyer fan too. So we're in warm-ups. Now we're both in Flyers jerseys. Okay. Pussies. We're in warm-ups. I have one beer on the dasher, and I'm, you know, that was my last one. Cause you buy two. That like when I go to a game, I buy two beers at the very beginning, one for warm-ups, and then one and whatever how long it lasts, it lasts, and I'm done. Because usually I'm driving. So I my last beer, it's on the dasher. Now Kyle and I were talking to two fellow flyer fans behind us. So my back's kind of turned. And Travis Connectney skating around. And then former flyer, now he's on the Predators, is Nick Cousins. So kind of, you know how they, they do like their warm-ups, and they kind of come around, they go to the boards, they stretch. Well, Nick Cousins comes over and fucking purposely punches the glass, like cheese up, punches the glass where my beer is. Thing explodes everywhere and just goes all over me, all over the ground. Everyone's like, oh. And so I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm in a flyer's uniform. Like, I'm rooting for you guys. Like, why would you do that? Like, it was funny, though. Like, everybody laughed. It was a good time. So he comes over, like, three minutes later, scoops up a puck, tosses it over the glass, you know, gives me the knuckles on the glass. Everybody laughs. I thought it was funny. Kyle thought it was funny. The fans, Nick, and <laughs> TK did as well. <clears throat> uh, you know, it's kind of a cool story. So back to the Dylan Larkin story, okay? I retweeted it from our Twitter account. And I tagged Nick Cousins, and I was being sarcastic when I tagged it. I said, I have something along no. the lines of like, hey, man, remember when you did this to me in my Flyers uniform in 2017? Hit send about 30 seconds later. Gives us the follow. Then he's DMing me like, dude, I feel so guilty. What's your Venmo? All this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you really don't got to worry about it. It was a funny time. Great story, man. I appreciate the laugh. But if you want to, here's my Venmo. What does Nick Cousins do? <laughs> Sends me 30 bills. Hey, man, I feel really guilty. This one's on me and an extra one for the Christmas holiday. Thanks for the kind words. Enjoy. I was like, what a nice guy. So getting back to that night when we all went out, okay, I met up with Kyle first because we had some business to discuss. And we got – I got the two beers, thanks to Mr. Cousins. Took a picture, sent it to him. He said, hey, guys, that one's on me. Cheers. Merry Christmas. So shout out, Nick Cousins. Room for the Predators now. Hopefully they do well. But uh, I thought that was kind of a cool story. Had some business to discuss. Oh, let's dress up in our freaking Flyers gear and take a picture. <laughs> we just wanted to talk over Flyers plans. That's yeah, all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said you had something to tell me when we got on the podcast. What do you mean? I don't know. You said next time you ask me how I'm doing. Or was that it with the anime porn? That was with Ned Flanders. Oh, my God. I, you know what, Mikey? I know you've done it to Ned. Like you're just sick, right? It's not. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's usually. It's actually usually Reverend Lovejoy. Oh my, who? Reverend Lovejoy. Who the hell is that? The fucking priest. Oh, from The Simpsons. Yeah, Reverend or whatever. All right, I don't know about you, okay? But when I watch pornography, if it has anything to do with like a religious setting or whatever, like I can't do it. <laughs> Morally, I'm like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> what? Am I wrong? Okay, yeah. If so it could time... be like the hottest smoke show, if it has anything to do with religion, I'm not doing it. Really? Because now I got to reset. Now I'm like, damn it, that she was good looking. I was ready to go, and now I got to be like, find something else, and that can be like a ten minute process. Oh. 
What? I'm just just sick. You know that. <laughs> oh, we could go into so much details with you. So let's just move on. No, let's let's just do it. Actually, let's do it. How about the time? No. The time in the dorm room when you're like, ah, oh, don't turn around. <laughs> do you want to tell that or no? No. All right. Or the time I'm coming back from class and you didn't text me. <laughs> I'll say this. I've never seen somebody in one motion stand up, whip their pants up, and shut a laptop in a split second. That was pretty good. But I got I to ask, why the fuck don't you lock the door? It's... I don't know. I was I was caught up in the moment. I guess it's the heat of the moment. <laughs> Let's talk, though. New England Patriots, they had a chance to clinch the division over Christmas break. They didn't do it. They lost it home to Buffalo. And then they beat the wheels off the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Season wraps up today on the road down in Miami. City where the heat is on out all night to the break of dawn, right? Will Smith right there. Um, how far do the Patriots go this season? I would like to think. It, I mean, it all depends on who who they play in the playoffs because, you know, obviously they're in. I don't really ex- – ex- I shouldn't say I don't expect them to win today, but I don't have the highest of hopes with the Dolphins game. But, you know, I think if they're playing Buffalo in the playoffs, I think they probably lose, to be honest. I would rather them play someone like – so if they play Buffalo in the first round, I think they're out. If they play a team like Cincinnati, I think they beat Cincinnati, even though that team is young and gelling at the right time. I I think they're, you know, way in over their head. Well, I think the whole thing, too, like, look, I get it. Cincinnati has Burrow. He looks legitimately like a stud. They have Jamar Chase. And, again, you know what? I'll take Joe the L Pick. on that. I thought the the Bengals should have taken, was it, Penny Sewell to protect Joe Burrow on the line. But whatever, that's fine. He had a great year with uh, Jamar Chase. Mixon's a good running back. At the end of the day, though, the Bengals are the Bengals, and there's – you. Not to compare sports, whatever. You look at the NHL, right? The Toronto Maple Leafs winning the division. The Toronto Maple Leafs, man, it's in the DNA to choke things away. They can't get it out. I think that's what the Bengals—they have that Bengal sniffness where they can just choke it away in the playoffs. Even though I think it would be in Buffalo, right? The Patriots would have to go to Buffalo to take on the Bills, right? I'm gonna take the Patriots if they play Buffalo. I don't know why. I, and I'm not trying to be Mr. Homer, Mr. Patriot, Rob Rock, because I think they have a lot of issues. I think that seven-game win streak was a lot of luck, more than anything to do with it. Um, I just think there's something with the Bengals where they can just, what is it, the bang, bungle's going to bungle. I think that's in their DNA. And I until they prove that it's out, I'm not going to bet with the Bengals. Absolutely. But, man, you know, I know you mentioned Jamar Chase. They have they have a whole lot more there, and you know Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. That team is legit, man. And it, all it takes is all it takes is one win for you to go. Well, they turn the corner on that whole that whole Bengals thing. So, but when it comes down to it, like you said, I'd rather play obviously the Bengals and the Bills. But I really don't think they beat the Bills two out of three times this season. Even though I think the Bills are highly overrated. See, here's what concerns me with the Bills. I think they went through their adversity like a, a couple of weeks ago. Didn't they drop like two in a row? One was to the, the Jaguars, and they kind of rebounded, right? And then they, they get embarrassed at home by the Patriots, okay? The Patriots run the ball down their throat when they knew they were going to run it, and then they kind of come back, and they start piling up wins. They come into New England. They get a pretty big, impressive win, if you ask me. They should have smoked them. They did, okay? And the Patriots had no answer. The Stephon Diggs thing where he catches the touchdown and he's like, you, 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 shut the fuck up. Like, I thought that was hilarious. Um, so I get it. It's, it's kind of a tough situation for me to pick. But I'm going to go with the Bills just because, look, I think the Bills are the better team on paper. I think they're a better team on the field overall. I think they're better than the Bengals. But there's something with the Bills where they just can get a little too cocky, in my opinion especially uh, Allen. That's what I think can kind of be working the Patriots' benefits is the cockiness of the Bills. Yeah, you might be right, but, man, look, he's the type of quarterback who wants to sling the ball 30 yards. He took what the Patriots gave him last game on those, you know, five-yard outs for the running backs, you know, the short slants. He took took those passes, and that's what you got to do to beat the Patriots. And 
That's why I'm, you know, I just think, I think when it comes down to it, who, who has a coach that is capable of really giving Belichick a run for his money? And out of all those teams, I think it's Sean McDermott. Yeah. And you know, after that game in Buffalo, I thought McDermott kind of came off a little, like a little pissy child. He's he a douche. Give... The guy's a douche. You know what though? Maybe he's going to be like that for his team. I just thought the way he was like, well, we didn't stop the run. It's not that the Patriots beat us. It's like, yeah, but you knew they were going to run it. So the Patriots technically did beat you. So I thought on that day, you take it on the chin, you move forward, but they've rebounded. They came into Foxborough. They beat you on your home field pretty easily. They made Josh, uh, not Josh Allen, the Patriots QB there on blank and Mac Jones. They made Mac Jones look like a rookie. I get it, but uh, I, I'd rather face the Bills. I, I Maybe because I want to see that rivalry pick up. Um, I don't know. This, even though I said the Bengals can still bangle themselves, I still have that fear factor with the Bengals where maybe they're too young to understand the Bengals' history DNA thing. And what the hell like, have they got to lose, too? Yeah, that's the scary part. So, kind of contradicting myself. I'd rather the Patriots play the Bills than the Bengals. I don't – The I'm still not confident in the Patriots' secondary. I mean, J.C. Jackson only makes an interception if it's deflected. See, he pisses uh, me off now. He this, really pissed me off with those comments. Cause, who's cause this what guy? Because what happened after those comments, Stephon Diggs happened. And that pissed me the fuck off. And what comments you regarding? The are uh, the ones about, you know, I'm a pro bowl, all pro. You know, I should – this and that. I'm gonna get paid. Like, shut the hell up, dude. Okay, let me ask you this: Why does everybody have a hard on to be named a Pro Bowler? Right? I mean, I think my brother could be named a Pro Bowler. It's bullshit. You want to be named All Pro? Again, this guy's interceptions are all getting deflated. Okay, like I get it, right spot, right time. But who was the safety? Was it Deron Harmon? Always had the interception deflected right into his hands. Uh. So whatever. And 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 this guy is a Bryant number forty one. Oh, yeah, Miles. That Jackson. guy, oh, he, he will celebrate whenever he thinks he feels necessary. He should be in Madden 11. When you talk about a guy that doesn't do anything and then celebrates when a pass doesn't isn't caught, like – The offensive line, the oh. offensive line high-fiving each other on an incomplete pass. <laughs> he was just – that guy is the most useless guy I've seen since I think Johnson Batamosi back there, for Christ's sakes. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you're nowhere near a guy. He drops the ball and you're celebrating, like – where were you when they just caught a 50-yarder on your ass? Oh, where were you when Isaiah McKenzie got, what, 13 catches? Oh. Boy, so, all right, so back to the original question. We got a little messed up there, as usual, here on Off the Rails. How far do the Patriots go this year, Mikey, in the playoffs? At maximum, they win one playoff game, in my opinion. Okay. Because, you know, I just – another thing, I don't think they're going to let Mac Jones, you know, off that leash. Like, the look – it seems like he's had a leash on his neck all season long, and and, and the biggest and the biggest question of mine in the playoffs is going to be, did they take it off him a little bit? Because now it's do or die. I don't know. I'm not confident in it though. So like, yeah, maximum they win one game. I'm going to say they lose first game of the playoffs. I'm going to okay. say that's what they do, one and done. See, I mean, what's weird though. What's weird though is like you want the home field. You always want the home field, but why do the Patriots suck at home this year is, is the big thing. I, I don't know. I know. It's, I think it's the first time in Belichick's 20 years coaching the Patriots they have a losing home record. No, I'm, I'm not saying you're better off, you know, having a road game in the playoffs because you're not. But, you know, I don't know if this team is just, you know, a little too relaxed at home, and, that, and, and that's what it is. I, I have no idea. But that's not good, though, when you're a shitty home team and you're, and you're a better road team. Yeah, we'll see. So you have them winning one playoff game. I have them losing first game of the playoffs. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Has Mac Jones given you enough of a sample size where fans can really have full confidence in him? You talking about just this season? Yeah. I mean, uh, what else has he played? I would say no, because you know, in these situations where the team is down, he's like, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It. It doesn't seem like. He has the confidence in him when the team is down, you know, the two possession in in a two possession game. So I'm going to say no. I don't think he's quite there yet. So I'm, I'm I I think I need to see more from him. I don't know whether, like you said earlier, they got the leash around his neck. They're kind of putting the chains on him, not letting him really break out. I don't know what's going on, but 
first round pick. I want to see a little bit more. Hopefully next season they can get better pieces for him on the offense because he needs it. And I want to see him slinging around more. Think about it. His only two weapons you can rely on on the offense is um, Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry, right? I mean, is yeah. there anybody else? I, I mean, I wouldn't even put Hunter Henry into that category. I think he kind of sucks too. I, I, the John U. Smith contract, that doesn't look like a good one for the Patriots. That that guy is not putting up the numbers you need him to put up. Uh, shocker, by the way, no surprise, Mr. Frying Pants himself, Nelson Aguilar, not worth any of that money, but we'll digress. We yeah, get, he hasn't well, been. What was that? I said, no, he hasn't been worth it. Oh, okay, the guy you thought would be. Oh, okay, all right, just making sure. We'll talk more of that in the offseason as that comes along because I would not be surprised. If How they about cut, those Eagles last night, huh? If, you mean the backup Eagles against the starters of Dallas? Yeah, that was fun. So keep pounding that drum down, fucks. Um, I got to see more from Mac Jones before I have more confidence in him. Absolutely. Uh, But, hey, no, I I just want to say quickly on Mac Jones. He's been about an average quarterback this year. That's a lot more than you can ask for a rookie QB, in my opinion. But still, it's like if you're a contending team, you still want more out of your quarterback. And I want to see Mac Jones, you know, down 10, four minutes to go. I want to see what kind of operation he can run. Look, I'll say this. They've put him in a good position to have a good foundation moving forward in his career, the Patriots have. So maybe that is what ultimately will make him take a second-year jump next season, right? I mean, you look at um, Trevor Lawrence down in uh, Jacksonville. There's no way he's got a strong foundation after his rookie year. You had that buffoon of a coach, that joke of a coach, I should say, Urban Meyer, okay, who was too busy getting lap dances at his own bar in Columbus than actually coaching his team. And then – he gets fired, and there's every week there's something new. So I guess what I'm saying is I'll, I'll take the foundation for Mac Jones as a potential building block for what his uh, career can become. Yeah, and keep in mind, he probably has one of the you know worst three receiving cores in the league. Exactly. And by the way, so happy that Urban Meyer is getting dragged through the mud. What a dickhead of a guy. Just a bad guy all around. You know who I'm going you know how I'm a city boy? My name's Urban. <laughs> You're an idiot. But no, he's just a bad guy. And, oh, I'm glad that he's just getting run out. He's just, go go to your dumb college ranks. Act like a big man on campus because you can yell at young men who 70% of them aren't even going to make professional football. Like, the college football people, man, I tell you. like the Go into a sorority where he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. See you later, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Let the real men coach their teams. Uh, Mikey, let's jump ship. Let's stay in the NFL for a minute. It's actually on the TV right now. Antonio Brown. How about this? Uh, He was with the Buccaneers. Stuff's going back and forth with him and the coaching staff. All of a sudden, takes off his uniform, the chest pads, the T-shirt, the gloves, runs off the field doing jumping jack shirtless. Gives the peace sign as he goes off the field. Uh, he was cut by the uh, Buccaneers three days later. He is saying he was injured and the Bucs wanted him to play. Obviously, the Buccaneers are saying that's not true. They didn't know he had an ankle injury. Um, we'll dive into this more in a second, but what's your first thought seeing Antonio Brown do what he did? I think I think, I think it's absolutely hilarious, number one, because, look, I lost it when I – I lost it when the guy was doing jumping jacks through the end zone. Like That was That, funny. to me, was classic. Guy's an absolute head case, though. I mean, he's probably he's probably played his last down in the NFL, if you ask me. But see, I don't know. First, I'm with you. I thought it was freaking hilarious, right? And at first, I'm like, this guy's just wanting more attention. He's just doing whatever. He has the proof, Mikey, that he showed the team, hey, I'm getting my ankle worked on. Like, there's an issue here. And I'm actually on his side on this one. I know no, it's hard it's, to believe. It's weird. It really is weird because, like, as crazy as the guy is, he might be telling the truth in this case. Yeah, he's got – he's shown the screenshots where he's texting Bruce Arians, another dumb jackass head coach in the league. Hey. Getting in the way. He's getting in the way. Yeah, I'm getting work done. Here's the deal. And, you know, Arians, of course, is denying it, trying to come out like a big shot. Nope, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, Arians, I don't trust a word you say. Brady runs that team, first of all. Arians is along for the ride. Okay. Scott freaking fuck. Oh, I can't stand Bruce Arians with his dumb headset thing on his chest. So we, everyone talks about him on TV. Fucking tomato face. And then, <laughs> and then he goes on his press conference in sunglasses. I'm with Antonio Brown. I'm bullying Antonio Brown's side. He's shown me the proof. 
And I think the only reason why he got cut, Antonio Brown, this week was, and if you remember, Mikey, it was day one, day two, Brown was technically not cut. And then he got cut the day after he went on Instagram and he mentioned Tom Brady and Tom Brady's trainer. Then I think Brady was like, you know what? Get rid of him. Dude, imagine being an Uber driver and then it's just like Antonio Brown chilling there, like waiting for you to pick him up. That would be, and he just rips a fart in your car. That'd be hilarious, dude. Like, dude, that picture was great. After the game, Antonio Brown's is out in the parking lot with all of his luggage, texting on his phone. Like that was hilarious. Like good see, for Brown. Here's the thing, though. I think the guy has a future after football. I mean, you put that guy on a podcast, dude. He's like he he'll give you freaking content. Hey, screw it. Antonio Brown's welcome on this show any day of the week, anytime. I don't care. Would love to have him on. Um, again, I'm with him on this one. I'm I've been against him pretty much throughout his career, even when he had the haircut. Rather than cash payment, you can just fart in our face. I'll let you have that one back to your whole fetish stuff. But uh, no, I, I just he has the proof this time. So I'm gonna take his word for it. And I don't trust a word Bruce Arians says. I think Bruce Arians is one of these guys that wants to feel important. Meanwhile, he is literally just a puppet along for the ride. So Brady runs that team. Bruce He's Arians a is a, a useless guy. He is a chode. So a redheaded chode. A red faced chode, I mean. Uh Mikey. NFL is going to wrap up today, week 18. Uh, Playoffs next week. Can't wait. Well, let's jump tides over to the NHL. Your Bruins kind of getting hot now after the new year. They had a good win last night over the Tampa Bay Lightning. They lost to the Wild the other night. Uh, Tuca signing a PTO with the Providence Bruins. What's your thoughts? Look, what are my thoughts? Fuck the guy. Get out of here. What? You really hate him that much. I, I I hate I hate I hate Tuga on the ice. Put it that way. No, it's just I've seen it. I've seen enough. Like, what the hell is Tuga gonna do? Like, is the team gonna score more goals because Tuka's here? Is is the overrated ass defense gonna be somehow magically better because Tuka Rask is here? I don't think so. Hey, hey, maybe you lose the game two to one now as opposed to fucking four to one. So, hold on. We're, we're, as as you're saying this, this just popped up here on Twitter. Just to go back to AB real quick. Antonio Brown's attorneys say the Bucks terminated his contract this week for failing to show up for a doctor's appointment that he could not make, calling the move a surprise attack in a series of tweets. That's according to NFL on ESPN. Just to kind of round about that story. Uh, back to Tuca. There's a thing with goalies in the NHL. You see it in hockey all the time. A team plays different in front of the different goalies, right? Now, I think if you have Swayman in net, and I'm just saying him because he's a younger guy, you kind of play more defensive-minded, right? Or I guess a better example would be Ulmark. You wanna, you're not going to take as many risks because you don't have the full confidence Ulmark can make the save. I think with Tuca, the Bruins would have that confidence as long as he's in the net that he can make a save where I could try this move at the blue line. Hopefully it would work, things like that. What I don't understand is, and by the way, Tuca's probably going to sign a contract dirt cheap because for some reason he loves playing for the Bruins, okay? You cannot have too much goaltending heading into the playoffs. I think it's a good move for the Bruins. What I don't understand here is, if you're Tuca, it's like going back to the ex-girlfriend one, two, three, four times that keeps promising, you know, oh, like we're going to have sex or we're going to get back together, and then you don't. And it's like, why does he keep doing that with the Bruins? Because... No matter what this guy does, the fans are going to rip on him. They're not. He's not going to be appreciated like he should be. He's got the all-time should win for be? that organization. Oh, my God. If I was oh him. Oh, my God. If I'm Tuca, I'm going to Colorado. He could have broken going that to, shit years ago if he wanted to freaking suit up and play the game. But, no, I got to – oh, I couldn't shove a cork in my ass because I had the shits. Oh, I had a problem with my – oh, I had another problem with my fan. Enough is enough. Take that shit elsewhere. I'd go hell. I'd even go to Toronto if I was Tuca, and I would hey, do everything I can. What? Where it all began? I exactly. I would go. You know, again, Colorado, Edmonton, Toronto, because you sign dirt cheap and you battle your ass off. You win that Stanley Cup. If I was right, if I'm Tuca, I do that. I win the cup with one of those teams. I get a picture of myself holding that Stanley Cup high above my head, giving it a kiss. 
I, but I'm buck naked if I'm him. And I set it as my new profile picture, and I tag the Boston Bruins and say, hey, kiss this. But for some reason, he wants to keep ramming his head against the wall and go back to Boston. I mean, look, as far as, you know, if Swam, sort of you mentioned it, you know, it's that confidence level. I don't know. If Swayman, if Swayman is in net and you're down one nothing, maybe you start to get a little antsy and you go, oh, shit. But if Tuke is in net and you get down one nothing, you kind of have a little – it's a little more comfortable for you, I guess. But, man, it's just – okay, if Tuka plays last night, is the score still 5-2? Probably. That's what I mean. Like So, like, I don't know. If the scoring doesn't show up, you're still going to lose the game. That's my whole point. Okay. Well, I since goalie, they changed... I don't think goalie is the problem for this team. Well, since I think there's goaltending issues on there, this team, but there are issues. But but we expected that with Jeremy Swayman. We expected that with Linus Allmark. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You go back to our earlier uh, episodes. You did not expect that with Swayman. You had you had Jeremy Swayman one, Marty Brodeur two. I was the one hesitant oh, with Swayman. I? Okay, yes. Oh, did I? Yes. You you had your hog out for Swayman, and don't deny it. Okay. Yeah, yeah but there's gonna be growing pains. I you didn't want to hear out. it last I year. I have my hog out for Mac Jones. But I know there's going to be growing pains. You did not want to hear the Swayman hate last season, okay? First of all, there's always if, – if you're the Bruins and you can sign Tuca, a legitimate goaltender who's been top of the league for over a decade, you could get him for pennies on the dollar? Yes, you do that yesterday. You can't have too many goalies in the playoffs, Mikey. That is a perfect recipe for the Bruins. Two, since they switched up these lines here – and put Pasternak on the second line, the scoring has picked up a little bit more. It's been a little bit more consistent. I think Hall's kind of gotten a bit of a spark, but he's not scoring goals. He's setting them up. You pay a guy like Hall to score goals, not set them up. Um, we'll see how long that sugar rush lasts for the lines being changed before it goes dormant again. I still think the Bruins right. got to make a change. But if you're the Bruins, again, why not? Why not take Tuca? You're going to give him barely any money. He says he doesn't need to get paid a big amount of money. You take it, you move on, and you ride him, and at worst, Swayman's your backup in the playoffs. I would take that one-two punch. But don't I don't know. I just, don't screw with the kid, okay? Last offseason, we said Tuca has surgery. You know, when's he going to get it? Oh, he waited and waited and waited. Why did he wait? Why did he wait? Don't screw with the kid's development. If you send that kid to Providence and you damage his confidence because Tuca Rast decided and woke up and said, I feel like I'm going to play today maybe, that would absolutely piss me off. All right, going into the offseason, you said, we're not going to have Tuca. We need to get a goalie. So we, we went out, we signed Elmar for a freaking, what is it, five million bucks a year over four years. Okay? Yep. So it's, our, all right, we have our guy of the future. Here we go. We have another guy who we think is capable of being our goalie. Oh, oh, now Tuca decides he might want to play again. Oh, shit. Now they got to drop everything. We're going to send the kid to Providence. Fuck his confidence. Who the fuck needs that? You know, it's a really mental position. You always mention it with Carter Hart. He's got a new, whatever, I don't know, life coach or whatever. New this, new that. Don't fuck with the kid. You know, okay. This is a different aspect of it, but I'm with you on that, okay? You had a plan in this offseason. What are you doing? Because, yeah, you know, you can kind of get away with, oh, Swayman needs a little bit more time in the AHL. Maybe we kind of rushed him a little too early. I get that. As you said, though, if you're Swayman, okay, and you played fairly well last year, you know, you came on, you played all right this year, you can play better. But again, like I said, he's a college goalie. They don't play a lot like they do in juniors or in the NHL. He needs more time. You played pretty decent this season, and now the team's going to send you back down because, oh, we got to bring back our guy who we don't have the most confidence that he's going to show up every game. What does that say to Jeremy Swayman? So I think you have a good point on that one where confidence-wise, is he going to have to look over his shoulder now next year, the year after? Like, hey, if I don't play lights out, are they going to bring a veteran guy to come back, Whether no matter who it is, like to kind of sign and start over me? Like, am I going to have to fight for this job every single day? Like, no matter what happens, they gave me the keys to the car, and now all of a sudden they want to bring back the old guy. Like, it's just that part, it does not make sense to me. The messing with the kid's confidence, you have a good argument there. But at the end of the day, we're in a business, or the NHL is a business where what have you done for me lately? And you're going to go with the guy that's won the Vesna Trophy for you before and has your most wins in franchise in the franchise record. Look, I'll, yeah, I mean, I mean, 
And the other side of it, too, is every time Tuga Rask seems to have this, like, leave of absence or a time off or some shit like that, he usually does pretty uh, play pretty well. I think it was 2013, the year of the lockout, when I think the league started up in January. The Bruins were freaking nasty that year. And Tuka Rask was a big reason why. So, I don't know. But, you know, coming off an injury, I don't know how much we can put into that. We thought the guy was healthy last year coming in. Turns out he really wasn't. He did more surgery in the offseason. And now it's who the hell sa- who the hell says Tuka Rask is even fully healthy? That's my whole thing. And, and the thing, too, is what is he now? 35, 36, something like that? He's no spring chicken. And he did get hip surgery. That is always scary for a goalie, how they like come say, back from Like that. we say in the nursing home. A broken hip is almost a death sentence at that age. Well, we'll see. I still think it's a good move. You can get in for pennies on the dollar. I would do it yesterday, so we'll see. Uh, Mikey, have you seen – did you see the other day the Winter Classic on New Year's Day was played at uh, – what do they call it there? Target Field in Minnesota? Yeah, I watched a good deal of that game, actually. Uh, I thought the game was kind of boring. I didn't think there was too much pizzazz. Minus nine temperatures. That's in, awesome. In I, that I love game. that. I love that. Would you have played – in that game, like if it was offered, it's like say if like you're on a team and you can play minus nine, would you have done that? Yeah, I say I would, but then I'd probably get out there for warmups and be like, oh fuck. I mean, it's like, I think the better question is, do you think the players actually wanted to play in that game? No, no, I don't think so because you can't play. You couldn't play a normal hockey game because you were almost the it was almost too cold and got in your head right like you had players wearing those like face covering things like I would have worn those you had uh was it Biddington who put chicken broth in his water bottle so his water wouldn't freeze like it's almost to the point it was almost too cold to play an actual hockey game now the blues came away with it that's good because Minnesota sports I'll tell you that right now uh I thought the what why fuck see okay I think Minnesota is the one state or the one city like St. Paul and Minneapolis. I think that's right. the one city where or, – or two cities, I guess. I'm a fucking moron. But I don't really have anything against any of their teams. Now, the Vikings, maybe. I just think the Vikings suck and are really overrated. But as a whole, Minnesota sports really don't bother me all that much at all. Well, here's the thing. One. The Minnesota Vikings can fuck right off. Yeah, they can. I can agree with you. 2017 there, the NFC Championship game, they go on the Rocky Steps in Philly, and a whole group of them do that. Oh. Yeah, the dumb skull chant. And then what happens? They get their brains beat in by Nick Foles and the Eagles. And then the Eagles go into Minnesota and win their first ever Super Bowl. Good. So F them. Uh, The Minnesota Timberwolves, they've always just sucked. So it's like, whatever, screw you. The Minnesota Twins. I hate them. Why do I hate the Timberwolves? Because they just suck. They always have. Okay, fine. Because they pretty much gave the Celtics a championship in 08 when they gave them Kevin Garnett. So screw that. Eh. The Minnesota Twins, I actually just hate because they're in Minnesota. But, like, I love Josh (laughs) Donaldson. So, like, I don't hate the Twins technically. I love that name, too. That's a sick name. The Minnesota, the Wild, I've always just didn't like because their uniforms are weird to me. I didn't care for them. I don't care to the state of hockey. And I dated a girl in like middle school for like three days who was obsessed with them. And I was like, but they suck. Like, who oh, cares? Yeah. A fucking oh. state. Oh, yeah. The state of hockey. So great that their professional team moved to fucking Texas. I know. I know. But like, okay, here's the thing, though. I thought Minnesota Wild had the better of the Winter Classic uniforms. Like, those were classic sweater-looking uniforms. I thought it was cool. Like you said, the Twin Cities, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul on them. They had the brown to match, and I do love this Kirill Kaprizov kid. Like, there's some I, players I, on that team I actually like a lot. And so, like, if they're on out here, I'll watch them. But uh, I'm glad they lost at the end. I mean, I'm actually a big sucker for uh, the beanie over the helmet look, too. Oh, oh, I hate that. I can't stand that. It's, you one, know what thing, I hate? it's one thing if you put the beanie over your uh, uh, goalie mask and play well. But when you give up what? What do you give up? Six fucking goals? Yeah. Then take the fucking thing off, dude. You look like a clown <laughs> now. No, After I get four that. goals, take the fucking thing off. Yeah, maybe it's just not working out. I think every goalie that's worn the beanie in the Winter Classic is lost, right? If you think about it, Miller lost in 08. Jimmy Howard lost in 14. Rask. I'm trying to... Did Rask wear it in 19? I feel like Rask might have worn it at Gillette. No, he didn't wear it at Gillette. I know he didn't wear it at Gillette. 
Uh, he, well, he didn't wear it in fucking Indiana. Oh, Notre Dame. Okay, so that whatever, that's fine. But I, I don't know. I can look back into it more. But like, I'm pretty sure that's like a death sentence. You put on that beanie, you're fucked. Got lit up like a fucking Christmas. <laughs> Dude, he might as well had Christmas lights on that beanie. That's how much he got scored on. Uh, so like I said though, I I love this Caprizov kid. He's so entertaining. I think he's awesome. But um, most Irish name ever. Kirill Caprizov. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's real Irish. You fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, but no, I just thought that we're in a classic, man. That was cool. I've so I've there's an outdoor rink kind of behind where I live. I've skated on a couple of times. It's actually oh kind of fun, but it does get cold. Uh, Mikey, moving on. Flyers, their season's pretty much done. <laughs> Flyers, uh, yeah, they're done. They've been done since November. They fired Elaine Vigneault. Uh, if you hey, don't mind, I'd like to been- have a. I'd like to have the floor for just a second. Just one second before yeah, you start. I've, I know I've talked a lot here on this podcast. Uh, Claude Giroux. Okay. Final year of his deal. No trade clause. He's been a flyer since 06 when they drafted him. They forgot his name. We get it. We've seen the tape. Uh, <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. Have you seen that? Yeah. You know, Bobby Clark's like, whoops, we forget. Uh, he comes on the show very strong as a young kid. What the fuck was that? Sneeze. Go. Come on. So, Giroux comes on. He has a good young start to his career. Big part in the playoffs 2010. Had that shift against the Bruins. Uh, 20 seconds in the Bruins zone. He kills on his own against four Bruins in that game seven. Uh, Then he has the big goal in game three of the Stanley Cup finals against Chicago in overtime. I get it. Uh, Then, you know, the team moves on from Richards Carter. They named Chris Pronger the captain in 12. Pronger only played, I think, till November, and then he was hurt. So pretty much Giroux took over that team. Uh, they beat the Penguins in the playoffs. They had a pretty good year, the Flyers, did in 2012. I remember you and I, we roomed together at the time in college, going back and forth about it. Uh, since then, Giroux was named captain 2013. <clears throat> now, I'm going down memory lane because I think Giroux's been overrated as a player in this league for a long, long time. Okay, and I got some stats, Mike. He's only hit 30 goals once in his career. He's only hit over 100 points once in his career. That was the same year in 2018. As captain, they've won one playoff series with Claude Giroux as his captain. And that was in 2020 in that stupid bubble playoff when they welcomed everybody to the playoffs. And the only reason why Philly won that series against Montreal, who, again, was 24th in the league but still made the playoffs, was because Carter Hart stood on his head and won two games, one to nothing. I'm sure. Okay. And Giroux usually gets quiet in the playoffs. He doesn't make a big impact as since he's been captain. And I think, you know, people are kind of nervous to move on from him. They're like, you know, it's going to hurt to see. And it's like, why? What has he done to deserve such a statue? Because he's got all these individual points in Philadelphia. You know, oh, he's got clutch goals. He's a big captain. Whatever. I can only think of three clutch goals in Claude Giroux's time in Philadelphia, and two of them, he technically was not the captain, okay? Like I said, one was in 2010 against the Blackhawks, game three of the Stanley Cup in overtime. Two was game six against the Penguins in 2012 when he comes out, lays the big hit on Crosby, scores 20 seconds later. Okay, again, not the captain. And then the only other big goal I can think of from Giroux, now when he was the captain, was the stadium series game uh, in 2019 at the link against Pittsburgh when he scored an overtime to win meaningless regular season game. Who cares? So what is so, what is the hard on to get rid or to be so scared to move on from this guy? You haven't won anything with him. You've barely won a playoff series with him. You've basically been the Buffalo Sabres with Claude Giroux as your captain. When he takes the ice, he doesn't make a big impact physicality wise. He's not going to be the first guy in to step in and fight on a big hit which I don't need every time, but you look at the the guy that was two captains prior, Mike Richards, okay? Wasn't the most vocal captain, but you know what? He read the room. If he needed a big hit, he laid a big hit, i.e. David Krejci in that 2010 playoffs. He would go out. He would fight if he had to. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he would fight. He played hard, and the team followed suit, okay? If you're a third or a fourth-line guy, shit, man, Richie's out there banging and hitting and fighting. I got to do that. He was... His, the way he played was so contagious that the team follows suit. 
Now he I was think so that, good he got shipped off to LA. That's because playing so well off the ice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then what did he do in LA? What do you have? Two, <laughs> two Stanley Cups, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. How many does Bergeron have? So then, okay. Now you see Claude Giroux. I think the team follows suit because it's well, nothing's going to happen if I don't go lay a hit. No one's going to lay into me. No one's going to say anything. And I just think if you watch the way Giroux plays, it goes into a corner for a puck battle. He goes in, turns his ass, and gives his half-hearted, half-little ass check, and then he swats at the puck with a stick, and that's it. I'm all set with Giroux. I've been ready to move on from him. I I thought they should have moved on from him in 2018 when he had the 30-goal season, 102 points. That's when they should have sold high on him. Move on from Giroux. I'm fine with it. Thanks for the great individual memories. I have a couple of his jerseys. You know what? It was great room for you, man. Time is now. See you later. And I think the move is going to be like when the Bruins got rid of Joe Thornton. You can't win with the guy. Move on and let's see what you got next because the Flyers got to, they need a rebuild. It's funny. You mentioned Joe Thornton. The Bruins sniped that out, by the way, back in the day. Yeah. They sniped that out about Joe Thornton. So, I mean, I think that's the time. That's Mike, Mike Richards. Hey, Alexa, play Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I would. Th- that's the thing, okay? I have, uh, I'm not, I got, let's see, Hardnell, Drew. I got three Drew jerseys, Abreer, Carter, Yager, and Richards. I'm only, from now, until this rebuild, once they yeah, get into it, until they do this rebuild, until they come out of it, I will only wear my Mike Richards jersey because that is, the last time this team was a relevant, legitimate threat when they had Mike Richards. Have you have you not bought a caught a hot jersey because you're scared they might trade him? Uh no, I actually have his player tee. So, or are you scared because you might you think that you might buy that you buy his jersey and he might suck? No, he doesn't suck. He's actually played. He I didn't say he did suck. I said I said you buy the jersey and you think he might suck after. Is that no? Why because is that why because. You don't buy it? Because jerseys are so fucking expensive right now. All my jerseys I find on eBay for like cheap deals, and they're like uh, like the authentic ones. So once I can find a Carter Hart one, trust me, I'm going to get a Carter Hart jersey. I, I think. He, I mean, he, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good goalie uh, jerseys on HighGloveSide.com. I know, kind of like Swayman, right? Or is he more of the five hole kind of goalie? Yeah, I I think he's more of the five hole kind of goalie. But hey, he's got a hell of a record. Yeah, whatever. That's because he's got a good team around him. Oh, okay. Carter Hart's played really well considering just how shitty this team has been this year. And they've been without one of their top defensive guys, Ryan Ellis, like the whole year. So, Carter Hart, you can't play any better right now. This team is just leaving him out to dry once again. Now, no, you don't trade Carter Hart. He's not even 24 years of age, you idiot. I I went into this a little bit last time. You trade Where, Claude Giroux, you trade Kata Hot, there's your rebuild. No, you trade Claude Giroux. The guy, if you're going to trade a young guy that Kata Hot, I – no, you got to trade no. Kata Hot. Okay, you're trying to piss me off. I get it. <laughs> the, the young guy, okay. And, I, Mike, I did this last episode with you giving you stats of with John Gibson in Anaheim. I can give you more stats of these young guys. You let them take their hits when they're young, and then you hit your prime at like 27, 28. That's what the Flyers should do with Hart. Now, the young guy – if the Flyers are legitimately going to blow this thing up, and I, you can ask Kyle because I haven't been a fan of this guy since I saw him as a rookie. Ivan Provorov, overrated as fuck as a defenseman. I am ready to move on from him yesterday. There's just something about him. He's, I'm all set. You want to really start this rebuild to keep pieces back? Hopefully somebody takes the bait on him. See you later. And then I had this tweet last night because – I'll just sit on my couch and randomly think of shit if the Flyers are leg- going to do this. JVR has one more year on his deal after this season. It's for $7 million. Nobody's going to take that, okay, because he sucks. You you just take the hit next year. You let him play it out, $7 million, Let him walk as a free agent. After next season, and it, pains me, and it pains me to say this because this guy's been one of my favorite players since he came in the league with the Rangers. After next season... Kevin Hayes will only have three years left on his seven-year, seven million dollar a year deal. Only? I think after after next year, I think they buy him out. Only three years left. Only three years left. You buy him out because I love Hayes, but it's not going to be worth it. And if you're going to do this rebuild, 
you want to start getting the young kids in ASAP, that's what I would do. You know what I love? I love how he probably wants to play for the Bruins so bad, and the Bruins is just like, fuck you, dude. Well, you know, he didn't, they didn't grow up Bruins fans, like him and his brother. So I don't think he really has that much of a hard-on to play for the Bruins. They grew up – don't forget, Keith Kachuk is their cousin. So they kind of grew up rooting for, like, wherever he went, like the Blues, the Yotes, things like that. Like, so they've said it. They're not – they didn't grow up diehard Chuck. Bruins fans. Such a big Boston guy, though. Hey, they do a lot for the community. We'll give them that. But that's just my, my second there on the Flyers, what I would do. Mikey, I saw a headline. We're going to change gears. I get this is the last subject that I have here for the show. Oh, God. Uh, I saw this headline a couple months ago. It said, classic rock songs should be canceled because they're considered sexist. <laughs> yeah. Here's your uh, cancel well, culture bullshit again. What's that? I said, here's your cancel culture bullshit again. I mean, what are we doing? What? Because in the first song that immediately, like when you hear that, what is the first song that pops in your head? I don't know. For me, it was girls, girls, girls. Because it's all about, you know, strip clubs and getting laid, whatever. You know, 10 seconds to love. It's all about a quickie, whatever. Have you heard country music this day and age? Or, you know, a couple of 10 years ago. It's well, all about mo- getting drunk and having sex with girls. It's the same thing, but with a Western accent. Or your modern day rap music. You know, it's, uh, what are we doing? I fuck a, I fuck a bad bitch because she a hoe. That's okay, though. Yeah, that. exactly. That's fine. But girls, 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 or, you know, I'm trying to think of my Michelle with guns. And R- Those are bad. Those are sexist. What are we fucking doing here? Listen to, like you said, rap music. I clap them cheeks or whatever. I want to see some stretch marks. Kendrick Lamar. What the fuck is going on with people? They want to keep the classic Yeah, we know you rock. want to clap Lois's cheeks. We know that. I would. Lois, I would. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what it is. She's, she's got the right curves. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I mean, come on. What, what I saw that headline, and really, classic rock songs are sexist. <laughs> Shot through the heart with Bond. They're like love songs, you know? Living on a prayer. It's about Tommy and Gina. Then, you know, Tommy used to work at the docks. Work at, what What the frick? Country music is such a joke anyway. All country music now is becoming, they're trying to be rockers, and they're not. Okay? I went to Country Fest out here. And they got their jeans on and their white T-shirts and their hats with their cowboy boots. Mm, and all six like, people were there? It got packed because country music's huge out here for some reason, but whatever. I, I can't stand country music. But I uh, was drinking my beer and. But seriously, country music truck. is the same thing. It's all about getting drunk, going out with girls, and trying to get laid. Like talking and talking about your truck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like balls uh, deep in the tailpipe. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's not you know. Like my point of this whole little rant here is it's all bullshit. Classic rock's not sexist. If classic rock's sexist, rap is sexist, country music is sexist, then now all we have to listen to is Slipknot and they're screaming. Like, that is just terrifying. But it's so dumb. Everybody wants to cancel everything because everybody's so uptight. Everyone's a bitch. So, by the way, I finally got a record player. Fine. It's about fucking time, dude. I got it. I got it as as a Christmas gift from my girlfriend. Dude, this thing is cool. I'll send you a picture. It's like, matte black i got a nice little table for it i already have a nice fat stack of records my mom coming in clutch okay with some christmas gifts i got um because you have a pretty good stack of records yourself right yeah uh my mom got me like the first motley crew one she got me guns and roses uh who's the other one i have the oh. motley crew greatest hits one i got oh, wait, that one wait, too. wait 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 what I will edit that out. No, so, that in. That's, that's good content. So, dude, I got – all right. So, I got the Motley Crue Greatest Hits ones because I have the Dr. Feelgood vinyl. And I was like, I'm never going to open it, but I still want to hear the song. So, I got that. But uh, my mom got me 1984, the Van Halen one. Dude, that thing, fucking – I put that on and just turn it off, dude. It's so good. Do you know what's fun to do, too? If you mess with, like, the speed, you can, like, slow it down speed it up. Yeah, with the – with the was it the pitch there? The, yeah. The other knob. I love Dude, that. I got I, I got a Wu Tang one too. That one's pretty sick. A Wu Tang one? Yeah. Nice. See, I have like, I have a few hip hop ones. I don't have many. Like, I haven't, I haven't, I forget what. I think I have the Marshall Mathers LP. I, I have Pete sick. Rock. I have Pete Rock. CL Smooth. I have the Chronic. Um, oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. 
Yeah, I, there's a couple on my list now. One of them, like I said, I got the Wu Tang, fucking awesome. I want to get NWA one and shit like that, but it's sick, dude. Like I never realized just how relaxing it is. Like you just come home, you throw on a vinyl, and you just kick back and relax. Like good background noise too. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Um, dude, I so I know I went long on my story at the beginning, but did I tell you my story or like coming back here to North Dakota? I don't think so. All right. So, yeah, because I don't think I told you this because I came back, immediately tested positive, and I was like, fuck. So, and coming back, on Sunday the 26th. It's a shame you didn't die. I know. That, that was when the Patriots lost to the Bills at home. So, that night, okay, my plane was – I had to be at Logan Airport by 3.30 Monday morning to catch my flight because I had a 5.30 flight. So my sister's friend has an apartment in Boston, but she wasn't there. So my sister's like, here's the deal. We'll stay overnight in Boston. You can stay in the guest room, and then we'll just wake up at 3 and go right into Logan. Cool. Because, you know, Boston sucks with traffic. Stay overnight. Get in, get into Logan Airport, okay? The line is out the door by 3.30 for security. So I was like, holy shit. Get on the plane. You know, and I'm leaning up against my window. I fall asleep. And it's about three hours from Boston to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the flight, I wake up. And, you know, you get the mask on, so it was fucking with me. I woke up drenched in sweat. I felt like I was going to heave. And then my stomach dropped. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit myself on this plane. So, like, my stomach gurgles again. And the guy next to me just kind of looks at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm just hungry. So I forced myself back to sleep. So we land in Minnesota, we get our shit, and we get to the gate to go to Fargo on the plane. So we sit there, no seats, everybody's already sitting there, so I'm already pissed off. And the the desk is like, yeah, you know, uh, the flight's going to be delayed. I'm like, God damn it. All I want to do is get back. I'm going back to minus 10. There's four feet of snow in front of my house because I can see it on the cameras. I'm like, shit. Guy, the, the captain comes on. All right, this flight's canceled. We're not going to Fargo today. I'm like, you. So now I stand up. And now I'm so tired. I'm pissed off. I just start getting mouthy. I'm like, this fucking place. Who the fuck wants to go here? All this shit. So we got to go to the Delta guy. Hey, we got to reschedule. Okay, next flight tomorrow, 8.50. You're on it. Done. So we go, well, we checked our bags. Where's our bags going to be? No, you're all set. You're not going to see them until you get back to Fargo. So like, okay. So now we go downstairs to the tur- um, like where the where the shuttles are. We book a hotel online. Okay, so I call the hotel like after I get the confirmation email. Hey man, and by now it's like 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. Here's the deal. Uh, our flight got canceled. I just booked a hotel with you guys. You know, I'm. Do you guys have a shuttle to come pick us up? Yeah, no rooms. So I'm like, I know. I just booked it online. Yeah, but you can't check in. I got no rooms. And, like, the guy was a wicked dick on the phone, right? I'm like, I know, but I'm fine. I'm. Do you have a shuttle that can come pick me up? Yep, but no rooms. I said, okay, fine. I'm going to get on the shuttle, and I'm going to sit in your lobby. I'm going to fucking stare at you until I get in the room. Okay, I don't have a room. Okay, so now we get there. I sit in the lobby. We sat in the lobby two and a half hours. We're starving. Kaylee orders uh, Uber Eats. It was, like, Chipotle. So we're sitting there. Chipotle doesn't get there for fucking an hour and a half. Jeez, so, they suck. So now I'm pissed off. There's nothing to eat. And I'm like, how can I just be an asshole to this guy? All I could think of was I turn, like, I have Hulu TV on my phone. So I turn on my TV on my phone and I have it on full blast. And people are now kind of looking <laughs> at me. I have my feet on, like, the counter, like, the desk, right? So I'm just staring at this guy every little while. Finally, I go up and like, hey, just as I said, does this piece of shit hotel have toothbrushes or are you guys too good for that? He goes, no, we have them. I go, cool. Have I need what? have what? A toothbrush. Oh, because all my stuff is in my bags, which I don't have my bags. So he gives me a toothbrush. I go, you got toothpaste or is that too much? too? he goes, nope, we got it. Takes a deep breath, then gives me the toothpaste. So I'm like, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, throw everything out. So now I'm sitting there and I'm like. Okay, so now I noticed they have like a little, I think they called it like a convenient cafe. And I'm like, I want a water. I don't want the free water. I want the bottle of water. So I go, hey, the door's locked to the cafe. He goes, yeah, I keep it locked. I go, okay, I want a water. Can you unlock the door? Deep breath again. Yup. 
So I go in there and I'm looking and he's standing at the door the whole time. Like I'm some criminal. Right. So I'm like, okay, I get a water. I'm like, how about crackers? What do you got for crackers? We don't have crackers. Like, no crackers in a cafe. Okay. I go, uh, what do you got for candy bars? Now I'm looking at the candy bars because they're right there. I'm like, no, I'm like, uh, I'll have a Snickers. I'll, let me get a Snickers. Right. And I'm trying to take my time to be such a prick to this guy because he was such a dickhead. So he goes, that's like $4. I said, cool. Charge it to my room when I finally get there. So I go back, back to the TV, feed her up. 20 minutes later, I got a room for you. That's great. We go to the room, check in, whatever. Finally, Chipotle gets there. We eat lunch. We finally go to take a nap, and I can't time this out better. Kaylee's phone pings. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Delta. So she opens it up. Your bags are sitting at gate eight at the Minnesota airport right now. So I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We spent 45 minutes calling the airport, calling Delta. Nobody picks up. Now we got to go back downstairs. We go to the desk. I'm like, hey, I need this shuttle back to the airport. Yep, be right there. 45 minutes for this fucking shuttle. And I'm losing my mind. Woman takes us back on the shuttle. Almost goes over a curb on the, uh, like, to get on the expressway. Almost gets fucking T-boned because she blows a red light. So I'm like, you got to be shitting me. We go in the back way through the airport, get our bags, and come back. Finally get on the plane the next day and get back to Fargo. And it was just a nightmare trying to get back to it. It's just So long story short, don't go to the Minneapolis Marriott fucking hotel because they're just dickheads there. So I'm going to give them I'm gonna give them an awesome review. Go ahead because they suck. Marriott Hotel in, in Minnesota? Yes. They will not get my money anymore. So, oh. Mikey, good episode. Oh, by the way, by the way. Did you see what I tagged you in on Twitter? This uh, was it last night? Probably. One of the newest pictures. The NHL official gritty account has been suspended. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Good for him. Good for. Hopefully, he's canceled. We'll see. We'll see. You were the first one on that. You were like, stop promoting gritty. So. If he stops going to the games, that's a fucking good protest. So here we go. Well, so it was pretty friggin' empty last night. So good. But, all right, Mikey, good episode. Glad to be back. Hopefully we can start to get more consistent. I know it's been tough, especially on my end and stuff like that. I apologize for that. We'll get some more interviews with guests as well. Uh, Mikey, until next time, buddy. Yeah, until next time. Peace. Adios.